You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. I know, I know I'm going over the top here, but I had to make yet another podcast about why I want Kenny Pickett to be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, if you go back and you see, I made a podcast in February of this year talking about the media in Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett. My point is the draft was in April, right? I was sensitive enough, some would say crazy enough, some would say touched, overly sensitive, overly in tune, making things up, paranoid, delusional. Okay, all right. Yeah, people would say a lot of things about me, but that's not the point. The point is I was prescient, or, or as De, Dejan Kavakovicevic said, prescient, or whatever. He mispronounces everything. If you have the misfortune of listening to his regular uh, daily shots, which I do every day just because he's interesting and a bizarre guy, but he, mis- he says wide receiver instead of wide receiver all the time. And if he ever says, so be it, he says, so be it. He, he always likes Soviet Union. He, he emphasizes it and so be it. When everyone knows, you say, so be it. B gets the emphasis. Well, so be it. No, he says, so be it. And, and he says wide receivers. Like, like there are thin receivers and short receivers and tall receivers. And then there are wide receivers. No, it's wide receivers. I mean, you can literally search these words. Online, and they have the pronunciation tapes on YouTube. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. But he says, Dejan says so many DK of DK Pittsburgh Sports. Maybe it's the fact that he was Serbian. You know, I'm Croatian, so he's my enemy. So maybe that's what, maybe in Serbia, they had so many issues with like tripping over rocks and falling and hitting their head. I don't know. I don't know. Drop, being dropped out of windows in the hospital. Here's your child. Oh, shit. Well, five-second rule, and they pick the baby back up. Here you go. What's that dripping from his ear? It, it looks red. Is that blood? Oh, that's not, that's no. That was some apple, uh, some cherry juice. Cherry juice is what that is. Name him Dejan and make him do daily shots on Pittsburgh Podcast. Anyway, he's... <laughs> He mispronounces so many words. And um, so, yeah, the the Steelers back in February, I'm saying that they, in February, all of the media here, including Dejan, were pronouncing that Trubisky was the starter because they signed him in like, I don't know when, January or whenever they signed him. But uh, in fact, they might have signed him after February, but definitely before the draft. But even in February, the media didn't like Pickett. They didn't want to talk about him. They didn't want to talk about where he might be drafted. They didn't want to talk about, you know. So I, I made a whole podcast on that, okay? So then when we drafted him in April, I was so happy because it's my personal judgment versus theirs, okay? Ego versus ego. They're the ones that have the credentials, but I mean, I'm telling you, I'm not a pit guy. I'm not biased. I'm a smart football guy, and I watched him play a lot because he played locally, and he was great, and I decided, and I watched him all his career, and he wasn't great until his last year, but I saw him develop, and I decided he was going to be great. So anyway, I made up my mind, oh my God, wouldn't it be amazing with, with Roethlisberger retiring if the Steelers could get this guy, because I think he's going to be a star, 
as I said in my last podcast, as ridiculous as it sounds, his comps to me are Tom Brady and Joe Montana. He's like a Tom Brady-Joe Montana mix to me. Now, will he be as great as either of them? Or both of them, or any of them? No, I don't know. I don't know, and neither do you. But my and and I would guess not, because those are two of the all time greats. So it probably won't be top ten quarterback of all time. Probably, probably not. But he might be. He might be, because he plays a lot like those guys combined. If you combine Montana and Brady. Anyway, that's my judgment, and it has nothing to do with Pitt. Has nothing to do with anything other than I'm watching the guy, and I just got this. You know, I was in I was in college at Carnegie Mellon University, and I saw the movie Kramer versus Kramer, and Howard Duff plays this attorney, and he's talking to Dustin Hoffman, and something hit me, and I said, "Oh my God, I have to be an attorney. I have to go to law school." And I, when I finished the movie, I went in the other room in my home with where I was still living with my parents at the time, and was really high, really lit. It's just one of those moments where like God, if you believe in that or whatever you believe in, talked to me and hit me with this idea, this feeling. And I just knew it was meant to be, you know? And I felt, yeah, I got to do this. And I had no desire, no desire. I didn't even want to go to college. I didn't like school, you know? But I had to go, right? Because I was valedictorian or whatever. I had to go to college. So I went to college. And, and then I'm like, law school? That's like more school? Fuck that. But this, this thing hit me, this light, this, this vision, this, this dream, whatever you want to call it, right? So I went to law school, and the rest is history, folks. I don't know, whatever, but I'm retired now. I'm retired. I just retired this year and joyfully retired my license. At only 56 years old, I am a free man to do whatever the fuck I want, creatively, otherwise, whatever, I am done being a lawyer, and I am happy to be done. 31 years was enough for me. I'm done. Anyway, uh, so when I watch Kenny Pickett, same thing. I watch Kenny Pickett, and it's the same light, the same high, the same buzz, the same vision. The same thought came to me that this guy is going to be a star. This isn't just – he's not just a decent quarterback. He's not just having a hot year. This guy gets it. This guy has become, he worked hard, he worked his ass off, and he has become a guy who's going to be a star in the NFL. And I thought, wow, the Steelers hopefully can finally get rid of Big Ben because I loved Big Ben for years, but boy, I didn't want him to come back last year. But I thought, so I think this is for sure his last year. And imagine if we finally kick him to the curb. <laughs> God bless you, Ben. God bless you. Fucker blocked me a long time ago on Twitter, so I really don't, you know. But um, imagine if we could do that and bring Kenny Pick just seamlessly, seamless transition to this guy who I happen to see and believe is a star. Now, I thought, ah, he's a pit. That's local. No one will want it. We'll never get a chance. He's so good. He started climbing up all the prognostications. I thought we never have a chance. We'll never have a chance. Forget it. Forget it. It's not happening. And what happened then is locally, people just shit all over Pickett in the draft, talked about all the other quarterbacks, talked about how Pickett had a high floor but a low ceiling and on and in his hands and 
the media just shit all over them. And I thought, what the fuck? Now, I didn't think that he would drop to the Steelers at 20. I really didn't. But I just wanted them locally to be paying him the respect he fucking earned. He was the best quarterback in this draft. And the people that actually knew nationally, the people way, way smarter than the dimwits who mouth off about shit like Matt Williamson and so on here locally in Podunk, Pittsburgh, the people that actually know their shit said Pickett was the best quarterback in the draft and it wasn't even close. And by the way, locally, like Matt Williamson and dipshits like him were saying Malik Willis Greg Cosell said Malik Willis, he, he, he put him like fourth or fifth. He had him way down the list because he said, I just watched the tape and his tape wasn't very good in terms of all the things you need to do to be a good NFL quarterback. So he might have all the measurables and he said, I don't know, some team might want this and want the big arm and want the guy who can run around and all that. I just can tell you what I've seen on the tape. And he put Pickett above and head and shoulders above everyone. But ne- locally, they just shit all over him. They didn't even bring- Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley love Greg Cosell. They've had him on their show multiple times. They never mentioned him. They never mentioned Greg Cosell's great take on Kenny Pickett. And they shit all over Pickett regularly before the draft. And so did Alex Kazora for Steelers Depot and Dave Bryant. They started out with him one. Alex dropped them down to like third or fourth by the time the draft was coming around. And he actually had Dave shitting all over him saying, his his accuracy stinks. What? You know why? Because Dave was watching all four years of Pitt at Pitt. Five years, really, but only four that were full seasons. And yeah, Pickett improved his ass, uh, accuracy tremendously so that it, it was poor. He would run and throw wild passes. Yeah, he, he wasn't very accurate. But this last year, he was supremely accurate. And to act and to hold all that against him, when Trubisky, for example, had one fucking year with North Carolina, one year. So there's no way, but they don't hold Chicago against him. No, they talk about, he got to a Pro Bowl. He got him to the playoffs. Yeah, and they didn't even sign him to a fifth year. It's just funny, man. It's funny. They hold Pickett's prior years in college where he wasn't as accurate. It's called growth. It's called progress. It's called practice. It's called trying harder. Trubisky was supposedly great, then proved in the NFL, no less. He was so shitty that he was made a backup quarterback. So look, here's the point of this podcast. Tomlin, for some, I don't know reason, he's a chicken shit. He's never done this before, okay? He already had Ben when he got this job. His tail's between his legs. Look, Tomlin already proved to me in the last five years. I don't want him anymore. He's not a good leader. He's a great leader of men. He's just, no, he's just a cool guy who, who, you know, knows how to delegate authority and he knows how to handle the press and players like him. Okay. And he knows football. Sure. And he has some good judgments, but some suck and he's very prideful and holds on to sucky judgments. And we, we were stuck with players way longer than we should have been because Tomlin just is stubborn. He's stubborn. Okay. So I'm tired of him because he hasn't really won. In the last five years. No, no, not it hasn't really won. You know, he only got in the playoffs three of the last five years. And all three times, he got his ass kicked. Well, the first time against Jacksonville. No, he did. He got his ass kicked. Then they fought back and made it close. But really, there's that loss. There's this. And all of them at home. No, no, the Kansas City loss this year. Yeah, that was in Kansas City. But the the, the loss to Jacksonville uh, five years ago or whenever the hell out was. Then the obliteration to Cleveland last year. And then the obliteration to Kansas City, 
And then the other two years didn't even make it. And, um, yeah, five years without winning a playoff game and really struggling to get in. And uh, so I don't – his decision-making, absolutely suspect. And the guys never, never made a decision on quarterback yet in his entire career. And he's going to make the wrong one here. He's made it obvious. He already decided it was Trubisky before OTAs began. And not only that, he made the weird and definitely inappropriate and incorrect decision to put Mason Rudolph ahead of Pickett. I mean, it was okay at first, but he waited way too. I know, I know Mason had a good camp, but let's be real. You have Mason. You either go into the season and he's your starter, and then you draft a quarterback, and they have a competition, or... Once you draft, once you sign Trubisky, okay, you let those two people have it. When Pickett falls to you, bye bye Mason. That's it. Once Pickett falls to you, the quarterback competition becomes Trubisky versus Pickett, and Mason is the odd man out. Period. Period. But no, he left him in there. Left him in there. Left him in there. And 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 now he's still leaving him in there. They still want him on the team. It's chicken shit. Lack of faith. Lack of choice. Bill Parcells, back in the day when we were going into New England in a playoff game to play the Chicago Bears, uh, I'm sorry, the Indian, the, uh, the New England Patriots, Parcells was the head coach, and we had, I believe, two quarterbacks that we would rotate. Uh, Mike Tomczak, I think, I think I have this right, was the starter, and, and we had Cordell Stewart as the backup. I think that was Tom. Tom Zach's here. I may be wrong on the start of the other one. But anyway, nobody really liked Tom Zach. He was no good. Um, but he was okay. But our chicken shit co- coach, uh, Bill Cower at the time, didn't have the confidence yet to go with Cordell, just like Tomlin's doing to pick it. But he would put him in to do gadget plays at quarterback. This was before he, he started him out of wide receiver. Then he moved him to gadget play quarterback. And then he finally made him real full-time quarterback. And by the way, he was very successful, not in the playoffs, but but he got us to the playoffs and was very successful when Cowher finally got the balls to do that. But when we were going into the playoffs this year, he was doing this weird tag team quarterback bullshit like they did in New Orleans recently, you know. Um, but it, it wasn't – it was a silly idea, and people were getting excited like, oh, like the Wildcat shit. You bring in Cordell – you run wildcat plays. He runs crazy, and the and the defenses are all confused because they're prepared for a statue quarterback, Tom Zach. And next thing you know, this guy that runs around comes in, and they're, oh, okay, they got to move personnel, right? That was the idea. You're going to confuse the defenses. Well, Bill Parcell said famously prior to that game, you know, this is the NFL. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. And he was right because they kicked the living shit. I think it was really, really foggy. I think they called that like Fog Bowl too. It was very foggy in New England, uh, but they kicked the shit out of us. And we didn't have a chance. And it was pathetic. And we were pathetic. And that really stuck with me all these years. If you, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. And what he was getting at, Parcells did not live in his fears. Tomlin says he doesn't live in his fears. Then every fucking coaching decision he makes, he lives in fucking fears all the time. Okay? The only time he doesn't live in his fears is when he puts in starters in games that are they should be sitting the fuck down. 
He doesn't limit his fears about injuring starters in meaningless games. Then he's as brave as hell. Oh, he's really, really brave about having him run around and get injured like DeMonte KZ uh, playing in games they shouldn't really even have to play in. But <laughs> other than uh, ruining the future of the team by playing players when they shouldn't be playing, Tomlin lives in his fears all the time. And here's an opportunity to prove his, his phrase that he created, uh, you know, we don't live in our fears, and start the quarterback who, sure, is there, are there fears about starting a rookie and what the defense can do to him? Yeah. But do you trust your eyes? Do you trust your judgment? Or do you live in your fears and say, he's a rookie? And, I, and the terrible excuse that so many Steeler fans are saying is, if you start Trubisky and he fails, you can always just put Pickett in. But if you start Pickett and he fails, you got to leave him in there because he's a rookie. Huh? First of all, that's not true. There's nothing true about that. How many, all you got to do is watch Major League Baseball. They yank fucking guys all the time. They send them back down to the minors. Where, where did this weird fake lie of an excuse come from where somehow you'll ruin a quarterback's confidence if you try him out? Bradshaw was yanked, and he went on to win four Super Bowls. Wake up. It's bullshit. Don't believe these lies. You do not have to stick with your rookie quarterback or young quarterback or an experienced quarterback if he starts to fail. He isn't finished. You know what's so funny is a guy just said this to me on today on Twitter. That same guy then, when I said, well, Trubisky's been a judge to failure. Chicago didn't pick up his five-year option, and last year the entire NFL decided he's a backup, and that's what he was. And he said that's because the, the, the system he was in in Chicago, they misused him. And, 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 and uh, you know, it'll be better here. Well, that's the other excuse they use. I'm like, oh, oh, I see. So he's a failure, proven for four years. But he'll be resurrected. But if Pickett starts and you take him out, he's crushed. He's finished. It makes no sense. Do you see the logical inconsistency? I mean, you think that, that, that Trubisky can fail for four years and be dumped by his fucking team and become a backup for an entire year and yet still be great and lead you to a Super Bowl. But Pickett, oh, my God, if you start him, and after a few games, he doesn't look good, and you sit him down. He's finished. His career's over forever. He'll just crumble like a fragile leaf. Look, first of all, it, again, it's an extremely inconsistent, stupid lie of an excuse. But secondly, Pickett played five years in college, and for them, he was a starter all year long. He's been through a lot. He's not some fragile little – he's not Trubisky. Trubisky literally played one year, one year at North Carolina. Ooh, there's a big football school for you. One year at North Carolina, okay? And then they threw him in there in Chicago. And he failed, but he's going to come back and be a star. But Pickett, four years at Pitt, tough years, worked his way up and proved every year he'll crumble like a fragile leaf if you start him and then have to yank him. No. That's living in your fears, first of all, too. Second of all, not only is that a bullshit excuse, but also, why would you start, hmm, I like Pickett. He's the better quarterback. He won the competition. But I'm afraid he'll fail. And if he fails, I might have to leave him in there. So because of those fears that I'm going to go build a house on and live in, <laughs> I better start Trubisky. Because if he fails, I can always just 
throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks with Pickett. And if then if Pickett fails, I'll just throw Mason Rudolph in there. We have three great quarterbacks. You know what? You know what Bill Parcells would say? A team with three quarterbacks has a negative one quarterback. That's what Bill Parcells would say. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so so today, after I made my first podcast ranting about why it's insane that the Steelers not start uh, Kenny Pickett, they posted Fox Sports National Sports Twitter. They took a poll of all the national, or maybe it's even international, because it's just Fox Sports fans, all the people out there. They voted for who they thought was going to be Rookie of the Year. Guess who won? Was it George Pickens, who every local media member says, it's Pickens, it's Pickens. Pickett won't even be playing. (laughs) Trubisky's going to be playing. It's George Pickens. Oh, I see. George Pickens is going to win Rookie of the Year when balls fly over his head in the red zone and all over the place because Mitch Trubisky's running around misfiring because he stinks. Anyway, whatever. No, he's not going to win it. So guess who the Fox fans said was going to win Rookie of the Year? In the entire NFL, right? Not just the uh, AFC or the NFC or, or... anything like that, and doesn't wasn't reduced to quarterbacks. It's any player. could be any player. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Now, what I found very profound about this fact that international fans of football have voted, at least through Fox Sports, Kenny Pickett as the predicted rookie of the year. What I found fascinating about that is I said, you know what this really indicates? Now, granted, the Steelers have not announced their start yet because Tomlin is still living in his fears and playing games and thinks he's really being cute. And if he hides who the starter is, that'll confuse Cincinnati. Isn't he intelligent? No, dummy. Just fucking pick a quarterback now. And you know know why he's really not announcing it? Because he knows. He lives in Pittsburgh. And the longer he holds on to it, the less... When he goes out to the grocery store, he's going to hear shit from people, right? So he may not announce it till Saturday before the game. He may not even announce it because he doesn't want to go to the store. He's going to put it on Mitch. So he's going to make him play in Cincinnati on the 11th of September. And if Mitch sucks, then they'll be bitching about Mitch. They'll also be bitching at Tomlin. But he's going to put it on Mitch, and he's hoping Mitch does a decent job and, 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 and sort of saves him from the wrath of the fans. That's why. He's, the only reason Tomlin's not announcing it is he knows that fans are rightly going to say, what, why? But you know what? Fans already know. We're not idiots. We already know. He started Trubisky the entire first half with all the ones in the final preseason game. Didn't even give Pickett a fucking shot with the starters. Uh, And he left him in there because he sucked. Trubisky sucked until the very end. He left him in there saying, like, please, please, just have one drive that's okay. And he pulled him out of his ass out of the fire, Trubisky did, by marching it down at the end and scoring that touchdown at the end of the half. But otherwise, it was going to look like, okay, you just wasted an entire first half on a guy who does not look good. Why did you do that, Tomlin? I thought this was a quarterback competition. Liar. You know, but instead, Trubisky pulled his ass out of the fire. People like Dale Ollie, the entire media went spinning everything in favor of Trubisky. You know, it's funny. My dad, who had really liked, really liked um, Pickett, he watched the game and he thought Trubisky looked good because of the end of the half. And he thought Pickett looked bad. And I explained to him, well, 
you know, I explained to him the twist that Bob Pompiani, who's not a Pitt fan, not a Pitt fan, he's a local sports fan, but boy, does he shit on the Panthers. He always has for years. I explained to him he's the guy calling the plays. He's liking trying to build up Trubisky. Charlie Batch doesn't think you should start a rookie because he's, you know, a gray-haired ancient old fart and comes from a day when you didn't start rookies where now every rookie is starting pretty much. And so I was explaining to him that, you know, honestly, if you really look at that game, Pickett was pretty damn good, and 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 Trubisky really wasn't. And uh, and Pickett, it, it, to the extent he wasn't great in the second half, he had no reason to be trying anymore because the fucking thing was over, obviously. So I'm sure he was a little depressed, frankly, in the second half. Plus, he was still playing with scrubs and not with the with the number ones. And um, anyway, my dad. 85-year-old man, God bless his soul. He watched the game again, and he called me, and he said, you know what, I watched it again, and Pickett was good. I was wrong, you know, about it. When I saw him again, he, he was really pretty good in there. And so he was, he was, they had him convinced by going all behind Trubisky. Then he watched it again, he realized, no, now they're trying to pull the wool over our eyes. And that's what, that's what Tomlin's trying to do, and, and the media's trying to do. They're trying to pull the wool over our eyes. They're trying to say it's a shell game. It's like, look over here, look over here, while they hide the, you know, the thing under the other shell. Because the fact of the matter is, use your eyes, use your brain. Pickett's the best quarterback. He's been the best quarterback. And I, I know he started out slow in camp, but I've been, believe me, I've been into all the reports throughout all of camp. He picked up and at least was as good as Trubisky for most of the camp. He started out slowly like the first week. And ever since then, he's been at least as good as Trubisky. He just hasn't gotten the first team reps. And by the way, he was better than him in the games. Clearly better than him. So he's been at least as good as him in practice. No matter what you hear from the media, they're lying. And he's better than him in the games. And Mason Rudolph, who cares? Why are the media trying to protect him? Who cares? He's out of the picture. The moment they drafted Pickett, Mason was out of the picture. Everyone knew that. So let's stop worrying about him. You know, I mean, the bottom line is when they drafted, when they signed Trubisky, they kind of fucked Mason. When they brought Ben back last year, they fucked Mason. Pickett, they had to take him. And then they should have fucked Mason, literally, and not given him a shot. They should have traded him before camp, to be honest with you. Instead, they went through this horseshit three-quarterback thing, retarded Pickett, developing and and instead of having a real quarterback competition between two quarterbacks they did a fake one between three and all Pickett could earn by that point was second place when he clearly should have won because he's the best quarterback and anybody who's not a pit fan and not a stupid fan just a fucking person with eyes who has great knowledge of football better than these fucking media jerks you just watch it and you see he's the best guy and he should be starting and they're not starting him And here's my point, and I'll shut off this podcast. The fans internationally of Fox said Pickett's going to be the rookie of the year. Now, what does that tell you? They have no confidence in Trubisky, right? Now, he hasn't been named the starter yet, Trubisky, even though we all know he is. But you're not going to vote Pickett rookie of the year if you think Trubisky's worth a damn. So the fans internationally have spoken, and they said, pick it because Trubisky's a loser, okay? Guess who else said that? The entire NFL, the personnel, the coaches, the GMs, just last year, just last year, everybody in the NFL said, Trubisky is on the market after starting for four years, and they said, Trubisky's a backup. 
He's a backup. And guess where he backed up? In Buffalo. He was, unless absent an injury, he was not getting in there. That wasn't like any competition. That was, he had to take a, a backup position where Josh Allen is the starter. It wasn't even close. No one else who had a, like a close, maybe a questionable, they didn't want him. They didn't sign. They could have signed a bit. So many cities like Detroit and Miami and on and on could have signed this guy and had him in the mix to win the starting job. They didn't want him. The only team that wanted him was a team that knew he was a fucking backup. The entire NFL said Mitch Trubisky is a backup. Your mother, your cousin, and everybody else has said it to Fox. So all the people say Trubisky's a backup, so Pickett will win rookie of the year. And all the NFL said Trubisky's a backup. That's where we're slotting him after four years of starting. Well, why are we fans of the Steelers now? Supposed to believe he's not a backup, Trubisky. Why are we supposed to believe he's going to have some resurrection and suddenly be a guy who's going to be enough of a stud to compete with Joe Burrow and uh, Lamar Jackson in our own fucking division and Deshaun Watson when he starts playing later this year? We're supposed to believe a guy who the fans nationally or internationally know is a backup so much that they're voting for Pickett as Rookie of the Year a guy that the NFL has pronounced as a backup. We're supposed to believe he's a star. He's going to win us a Super Bowl. And the idea of like, well, he'll only be in there a few games. The most important games. Yeah, just a couple division games that will fucking dictate whether or not the Steelers get in the playoffs. That's all. Yeah, an AFC game too against New England who's probably going to be in the hunt. So just a few really fucking season determinative games. Yeah, that's all. He'll just be in there a few. You know, we'll be 0-2 in our division and 0-3 overall again. You know, and it's like, well, no, he has experience. He can go in there. Those are Now, Tomlin will sit, tell you, and all the pussyfied uh, media will say, well, that's why you don't start the rookie, because they are such important games. Hello, living in your fears. How are you? Nice to meet you again. Again, look, <laughs> you start the best quarterback, period. You start the best quarterback. There is no one in the NFL and there is no one in the fan base other than in Pittsburgh and in the media here who believes that is Trubisky, okay? There is no one. People believe, people that, people that uh, understand Trubisky know he's a backup. So he can't be the best unless you just think Pickett is going to be worse than a backup to start the year. And even if you think that, he's your number one draft pick. He beat the backup in competition, head-to-head. Everyone saw it. Why would you be afraid of going with him? If he doesn't win the season, did you really think Mitch was going to? He's a backup. The people that think the Steelers are going to win anything with Trubisky are delusional and or they hate Pitt and hate the fans, one or the other. They either are media fucking idiots who hate Pitt and hate the fans of Pitt and think local fans are all about Pitt. When the national people like him, hello, are we for, I, you know, I made a joke on Twitter when the fans all voted picky rookie, pick it rookie of the year. I said, yeah, the media is just saying, well, they must all be pit fans and thinking of wanting to support the local guy too. <laughs> Cause that's the only explanation. I guess all the fans from, you know, Puerto Rico and, 
and Wisconsin and California. I guess they are all just local fans from Pittsburgh who support the local guy, I guess. And they're dumb local Pitt fans. I guess they're all Pitt fans. Oh, my God. Who knew? Who knew that the University of Pittsburgh had fans all over the fucking world voting for Rookie of the Year at Fox? No. They know that pick they know that Trubisky stinks and they know he has they know Pickett's good and they know he has a real opportunity to succeed on a team that has no other starting quarterback worthy. <laughs> and the NFL said that last year too about Trubisky. So what's what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Why are we in this supposed city of champions, which it hasn't been for a long time? And and we're too afraid. We're too smart. We're smarter than all the rest of these people. We know that. Pickett's not ready. He'll be ready after four or five games, yeah, if Trubisky falters. But you know what we're really thinking? Trubisky won't falter. He'll go three and three, and then we'll go nine and eight, and we'll get in the playoffs with Trubisky, and we'll lose, but so what? It'll be fun. Another mediocre season in the playoffs behind a quarterback who doesn't have a fucking chance. Wow, what a great year. You know and then, and Pickett's sitting there with cobwebs growing on his in his face and his ass and his, you know, he was a red hot quarterback coming off one of the greatest college football seasons a quarterback's ever had, and he shows it in the preseason. He still got it, and we're just going to sit him there all year long so that we can be five hundred and get in the playoffs and get our ass kicked because Trubisky ain't a playoff quarterback and he ain't he ain't a star and he never will be, and he's a backup. So that's what we want. That's what we want in Pittsburgh. We're supposed to want that. Instead of rolling the dice and taking a chance and putting Pickett in there and seeing if he's a guy that could really be magical and make us an exciting team this year and get it and keep it rolling and actually give us a chance to beat the Joe Burrows and, and the Lamar Jacksons, et cetera, and the Patrick Mahomes. Maybe, maybe we could actually have a quarterback on the team who could actually make us competitive against these great quarterbacks in the AFC. Oh, my God, do you think it's possible? No, 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 he's a pit kid. He's a pit kid. He's not Trubisky. That's the guy that'll do it. The failed quarterback that everyone else in all of the NFL and all the fans know is a backup. That's the guy. That's the guy that'll compete with all these hot shots and win us something. Yeah, that loser that everyone knows is a backup failed quarterback. Not not our guy because he's local. He's a bum because he went to Pitt. He's a bum because well, they shouldn't have drafted him. They should have drafted the defensive line. That's what Stan Saverin will tell you over and over and holy fuck over again. Stan Saverin, he won't shut the fuck up about it. I maintained and still do. They should have drafted the defensive line. Now, Stan, have you checked out the defensive line this year? It's stacked. We don't need a defensive lineman. We got to Marvin Leal in the third round, and he looks pretty good. And we also signed this guy named Larry Ogunjobi, and he looks pretty good. And we got Alu uh, uh, Alu back, and, you know, we got Louder. We got some guys. They look pretty good, Stan. So you know what? I think it's okay that we took maybe the next franchise quarterback, maybe a guy that could be a star in the NFL. I think it's okay we did that, Stan. What do you think? Maybe? Maybe you could. Oh, you'll never be a star. He has small hands. <laughs> He'll never be a star. He wears two gloves. He'll never be a star. He played for Pitt. He'll never be a star. Fans here who get on my nerves and I don't like, like him. As a result, I refuse to believe that he will be a star. That's just biased. I know better. I know better. So we here in Pittsburgh know better. Tomlin knows better. No one else in the NFL believes in Trubisky. No. Then they believe in Pickett. 
But here in Pittsburgh, we know. We see. We see the pickets better. We see Trubisky's very mediocre. But you know what? That's not reality. We are going to live in this shared delusion. It's a shared delusion. We're going to live in the shared delusion that Trubisky will win it for us. And you know why? Because you just can't put Pickett in there and have him fail. Because then you can't take him out. Oh, you can't do that. We're going to start a guy who failed, and we're going to put him in there after he failed. But if Pickett fails, you got to just leave him in there. Oh, you got to. Yeah, if he fails a whole year, you give him a year. What are you going to get? Do you think a yank? Oh, Trubisky's on a short leash. Why? Why? You, you play the quarterback. Again, I'll end the podcast with... Bill Parcells, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. If you're thinking about this like you're going to bounce around between two quarterbacks, you're thinking like a chicken shit idiot living in his fears. And the entire media in this city, most of them, and Coach Tomlin apparently want to delude us and, and hypnotize us into thinking that way. We should be thinking fearful and afraid and about failure, not about winning, not about confidence, not a, and we should not trust our eyes uh, or, or, or the entire year of watching Pickett play here. That's all a lie because we're biased. We're local. We're subjective. We're dumb. We're dumb. So we will trust and said Trubisky, who no one else in the entire fucking country believes in, we'll trust in him and believe in him over our own eyes, our own hearts, our own souls, our own minds, because that's what they're telling us. So, yeah, we'll live this shared delusion. So, anyway, it's a sad year. Um, I'm going on the record now. We ain't winning shit with Trubisky. Not a fucking thing. Now, do I guarantee we win something with Pickett? Absolutely not. I don't know. But I know he's the guy. He's the guy for our future. He's the best quarterback. You start him. You know, does he struggle? Probably, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But he's the best guy. He's the quarterback. You start him. And I honestly believe in him. And I honestly believe he'll have a rookie of the year year if you started him. And I think, uh, yeah, we'll get to the playoffs if you start him. And I think I have a, we have a much better chance of actually by the time we get to the playoffs winning a playoff game if you start him. I think if you go with Trubisky, you could squeak into the playoffs, but you ain't winning shit. If you go with Pickett, by the time you get to the playoffs, you might actually have evolved into a dangerous, very good team with your franchise quarterback at the helm, ready to fire touchdown passes and pull games out at the end of halves and at the end of the game, just like the studs of the AFC do, the stud quarterbacks. I think that by the time we get in there with with Pickett, we could be that team, absolutely. And we will never, ever be that kind of team which with backup Mitch Trubisky. Never, never. So says the NFL. So say all the fans on Fox. And so says your chancellor. I love you. Yabba da boopa.